0: Okay, so it is Sunday night, February eleventh. This is the postcast, the phylactery postcast for session four. Whew. Uh, yeah, I was right on most things, not everything. Um, and and oh, by the way, someone asked me how I'm doing the pre and post show and posting them on, on Mondays and Tuesdays. So what happens is I I pre-record uh the the pre-show on Sunday or Saturday, right? The pre-cast. And then the post I do Sunday, Monday. Um and then I upload those. This one's gonna be coming out Tuesday because Monday I had I had some work and meetings. But and these are just supposed to be kind of you guys hearing how I put together my campaigns and then what actually happens afterwards. They may get more organized if people really like them, but I want them to be very simple and kind of fluid. And train of thought the only thing i do is hit pause on anchor and that is it for this now with that said yeah that fight was rough i put down Eris once um, with a club hit malachi the paladin who worships the worships a deity a god and i don't want to say too much about it but he's, he is an order of i think order of the crusade basically conquest order of conquest so the god is suiting for what he's doing he is part of the school of evocation the court of evocation well with that said fight breaks out uh the blasters are blasting from the back uh the monk who called her or no not called her calan Callan was able to do a lot of his punching from a distance everyone's throwing their magical weapons the fight got bad like i was die bombing and attacking in Ian's character, Corth, the druid, for the first time makes an actual appearance to the full party. The only person who's seen him so far is Iris. Iris saw Corth when they were back in the underground city of the dwarves, but he doesn't know that, and he doesn't know her because she's in disguise. And he made—he didn't make the check. He still doesn't know. No one knows who she is. It's—it's it's pretty fucking amazing. So that passive stealth thing has been working really well. Um, here's how that fight broke out, though. He put up a. Uh, I think thorns or vines. So every time it moved, it would take damage. And unlike fear, like in the last session we found out with Malachi's character, I, or with Malachi, them throwing him and moving this creature back and forth actually does set off that spell. With that said, he's magical, so he was only taking half damage, but it did help a lot. What's really messed up is the eldritch blast that uh, he can shape and move people with that that uh, calder can use will move any size creature that means he can hit a colossal creature and it would move i 5e has got some crazy stuff in it so he hit that thing was toppling it back and they fought this thing down i damaged most of the party i think korth took no damage malachi took two hits The masks dive-bombing did really well. I was only doing a little bit of damage with them, but they just kept swooping in and hitting. Finally, I put together and needed to break those. I shouldn't say finally, within three rounds. And they had a six-minute wait time for the teleportation, so this fight was either going to go their way or the creature's way. And it went their way, but it was raw off. What else happened during that fight that was pretty cool? Um... Uh, oh, by the end of the fight, Vrat, the the half gargoyle or three quarter gargoyle now uh, was tackling the mass on this guy. He went nuts, beat Callan up, they put him down, and tied him up, and brought him back. So all of this goes through, and they finally use the teleportation circle. The, the Eldrin walks out this is corth, the druid, starts searching the grounds for stuff, finds one of the masks and the masks or the, the face of the gargoyle starts talking to him. Uh, and he let it, he won the wheel save, he said, yeah, I'll talk to it, that's fine. He won the wheel save, went through and did it, and wow, he found out a lot of information. Um, he started naming off all his brethren, which were the other faces. Uh, then Korth collected one of, I think, I think he got six of the different mask pieces to make phylacteries, but he's talking about maybe putting them back together. The mask I think I'm going to use is kind of a cool, intelligent item for things, kind of showing the deep magic part of the world. But uh, the fight went well. Um, and it was dangerous. I put, like I said, they expended almost all their powers, but they're not going to have time to rest when they get back. So it means they're still not going to have any powers to go into the the enclave courtroom area for all the courts, the, the what did I end up calling that? The auditorium. They're not going to be able to go in the auditorium. So I'll go to the next post-cast part and tell you how the courtroom stuff went. So they get in the teleportation circle. Um, I described inside the box inside of those crate area that's kind of tucked away it's is's two skeletal hands and the skeletal hands open up until it glows and you can put your mouth up to it and speak through it to the other side uh, she whispers so they can't hear through the energy that it's me and X amount of other people and they they're gonna know that this is a legal circle we got to pull this off so she went into the smuggler uh, and they the groups are and there's two guards and a mage and they separate the group they put um, Korth, the druid, off to the side, the rest of the party in the back wall in this like 40 foot long, 20 foot high, wide part of the warehouse, and then they let Iris' character, the smuggler in disguise, out the door. She starts putting her makeup back on, all of her cord of bone stuff, and they explain that, hey, listen, you know, this is a, a cord of bone operated thing. We are working with them. Please don't talk about this. She comes back in as a member of the Court of Bone, man, and just pulls one over on all of them. And they hand out bags and put these on your heads. You can't see where we are. They literally walk them around the warehouse to the back teleportation circle, same one, and teleport them uh, to the city of courts, into the actual main area, in the main part of the castle, where all the courts um, are in a junction point. And then... They come out, and they start getting questioned almost immediately. People come through the door. They're wearing masks that have an eye on the front. These people are part of the divination uh, part of the court, and they start asking questions, like hardcore asking questions. Court of the Eye was not messing around. And everyone's like, oh, we should just answer them. Tell them what's going on. Well, Iris leaves. She's court of bone and says, I have to go back to where I'm going. See you guys. And they're like, you have to answer questions. She's like, I wasn't there. I'm just leading leaving here. So she gets out and called her like I called it. Pulls intimidation. Is like, I'm not telling anyone. I have to debrief. And all these guys had to debrief with me. So fuck you. They're leaving with me. And he made the roll. So they all left. Um, when they go through the halls and into some of the big rooms, all the people who are wandering around start whispering and talking about how they have a druid with them. Uh, Ian on the spot came up with a cool idea. Calling them the Gaian Enclave, and he has a tendril, which is going to be a ranking. Um, and I'm recording this Monday night, and the second part, um, I'll probably record tomorrow morning. Well, actually, this is the second part, so no, I'm recording it all Monday night. Um, and they are kind of like protectors of the groves between all the planes, like I wanted. But he made the ranks, and I'm, I'm going to design those this week and put some bonuses to them. But the tendrils are the people who are sent out to spy and deal with stuff. And now what I've decided, just kind of on the spot when we were playing, is that everyone kind of fears the druids. Because when they show up, that means shit is bad. And they are here to basically tell you, fix up, shape up, ship out. And that's why he's here, because he's like, why is everything getting destroyed? So they get in the courtroom. Dais goes up, and the people who end up going in to talk are Malachi, the third son, which is Callan, the monk, and everyone. And then Calder is on the first tier in the audience, and then Iris was in the second tier. And she sees a guy in the book that has a list of teleportations there. It's a court of Hound member going, well, how do they, they get here? What's this teleportation? How is it legal? He's looking through. She steals the book while he's standing up applauding during part of it, copies down a chunk of it, which she thinks is relevant, walks away with it. Later on, this stuff jumbles because they have a decryption... Uh, spell that goes on or encryption spell that goes on and it kind of makes it all jumble but she at least has written down and and the spy court can kind of or the spy masters can kind of break it apart and figure it out the talk does not go well and by the end uh, the eladrin is in the hall with a member who who is friendly with his enclave and they're talking and then the guards are blinking their black eyes there's like this gray goo coming out of them it's swallowing the guards up and they like shed this gray clay and turn into themselves again, but with black eyes. And they start panicking. I mean, like panicking. Eldrin wants out. They can't. They don't want to interrupt what's going on. Well, Eldrin just says, "Screw it." I'm a tendril. Walks out. One of the another guard who's in there who they didn't know had turned. Notice he notices he has a black eye, and things are just going bad now. So he's like, "Oh my God, there must be people here who work for that creature that we just fought, or from someone." How are we going to handle this? so when he walks in uh into the court or into the into the auditorium, the druid is, Korth is yelling, saying, "Listen, there's a problem going on, and everyone's applauding at this moment so they can't hear him. The two guards walk him over to a side room, they put him in this little area, and they're kind of like um confessionals, and he realizes that that whole base floor are the high court members that are behind screens watching. He gets put into like a little private room like where you would put someone before they come on stage. Well, the two guards that are watching them have already either been turned or planted in. Someone said doppelgangers. They don't really know what's going on. Um, and these guards that have turned are watching the door. So he starts searching the room. He finds a secret door out, turns into a mouse, and goes downstairs where there are five more of these creatures... Uh, One is really small, like a halfling style, which are called castlings in my world. And castlings are, when a a doppelganger gives up the guys that they're on, what's left behind is a castling, which is a halfling. So they're tied to the family that those memories are from, but they're also got a little bit of a weird twisted intent to them because they come from doppelgangers. So a castling down there, and then there's five other guards, or four other guards, and they are all getting ready to go upstairs and look for him. They go up there. He's not there. They clear out the auditorium when they realize what's going on. The high court members are coming out to have their meeting. Because the other, the other part was done. They send Malachi away. And they send Calder away into the hallway. And then they realize that in the hall that the Druid just came out of. there. Something weird had happened. Iris runs down and around to meet them. And they realize something's not right. And Calder and his lieutenant maxton that's that is the court of the rose uh warlock and his lieutenant are trying to get out of the first tier when they're clearing one of the guards there has the black eyes they sort blasting and blowing the hell out of them people are panicking because the first tier is leaving the high court members are wondering what the hell is going on magic's getting ready to go off in the hallway <laughs> iris and malachi and uh and uh, Callan, the monk, are getting ready to fight a guard and it's getting ready to throw a knife, but he dropped it. I rolled a one. It was fucking horrible. And then Korath is turning into a bear getting ready to fight all the people downstairs in the secret room. So shit's getting real. I can't wait to see how this Sunday goes. I'm really enjoying the setting that I've built with my group. And I like Ian's druids a lot. Oh, oh! I didn't even tell you the coolest parts—the badges for the druids. We decided that they each have like this wreath of uh, wood that they wear as a badge. That kind of grows, grows thorns or tendrils or, or roots and attaches to your clothes. And the bigger and more important you are, the more rings you have, like the rings inside of a tree. Tendrils have you know x amount of rings, so on and so forth. When you die, though, that becomes. Uh, a tree, and the more important you are, it grows into either numerous trees or one big great oak or whatever it is. No matter where you are, it plants itself, and after X amount of time, it starts to grow this huge tree very quickly. I think ancients, which are the highest-ranking members, are going to grow an entire grove when they die. Really cool concept. Him and I worked out on the fly while we were there. He does improv. It's been fantastic for that. Um, and I think next week's going to be crazy. So, yeah, that's that. Um, I I wanted to say, for those who listen to this, if you guys got questions about how I'm doing this or what I'm doing, call in. Anchor is free. Uh, You download it. It's in the lower left-hand corner. You can also start following me on my Patreon, which is Eric Frankhouse Presents, or EFP. I'm going to start putting out micro-campaigns, one to two a year, and then I'm going to build supplements that come off of that, and that's how the Patreon is going to work now. I'm still going to do the plotted adventures, but... This is going to be the first setting, and I'm going to kind of keep building it, putting it out. And those who love it, just support me with what I'm doing, and you guys will have access to it as well. Um, I think this is probably going to come out by the end of this month. I'm going to start uh, putting things out about it here in the next week, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Other than that, stay tuned. This week we're going to have the next EFP podcast and uh, what am I going to talk about this week? We talked about organizations, and this week, Thursday, when I put it out, I think, I think I'm going to talk about GM screens. Um, I'm building a new one. I want to know what you guys think. But that's it from me. I hope you enjoy these pre and casts. Until next time, go roll some dice and play some games. <laughs>